Hey everyone, maybe you've noticed, but it's been a hot minute since last podcast posted. I gotta tell you, this project is one of the most rewarding projects I've ever done, but it's also become one of the most time-consuming. I promised you for a better season, and hopefully I've delivered that so far, but as things go, I got wrapped up with our retail store, and ultimately I've fallen behind on getting the last few episodes edited before the busy season. As many of you might know, my wife and I own a retail store called Juniper Apothecary. Christmas is just around the corner, and we are in our final countdown to Black Friday. We've been going 100 miles an hour, and ultimately it wore me down, and I've lost my voice and caught a cold. You can probably hear it. I took a short break to recover, and now I'm on the final stretch to get the last podcast out the door. So bear with me as I work to get these done, but seriously, the coming episodes are truly worth the wait. We've got the Stenson brothers, Jody Schwan from Sioux Falls.Business, and Maddie Pashong are all coming up. And then there's a special episode when it's all done to wrap things up. Okay, enough of listening to my scratchy voice. Let's get on with the podcast. Thanks, guys. Welcome. You are listening to the Sioux Falls Startup Stories Podcast. Yes. Hello, everybody. We are here with episode six of this third season of the Sioux Falls Startup Stories Podcast. It has been a crazy week, a crazy season so far. And this week we're chatting with Greg Koch of 605 Running Company. Greg has an awesome story, not really as a founder of a company, but as a first hire, as a part-time employee in a new business in Sioux Falls, that, into a new company that would become the heartbeat and the lifeblood of what would become the Sioux Falls running community. Yeah, um, I'm a Sioux Falls native, so we moved to... I was born and raised in Fort Dodge, Iowa, but we moved to Sioux Falls when I was in middle school, and so Sioux Falls is home. I graduated from Sioux Falls, Washington. Um, upon graduation, I attended SDSU for a cup of coffee and uh, didn't do so hot there and came home immediately, um, or almost immediately, and ended up getting my uh, undergrad at the University of Sioux Falls, a bachelor's degree in business management. And uh, my parents own Cookie Jar Eatery, and that was kind of what I thought would be my uh, future. Um, I worked for the YMCA for a long time, and that definitely shaped me. That was actually my first real job was the director of camping services for the YMCA. So I was the guy at Leif Erickson in Tipitanka. Um, I was the youngest camp director that was ever hired full time out there. And um, that was a choice <laughs> uh, on their part. And uh, it was a, a, a great learning experience for me. It, it, and uh, um, it definitely shaped the type of leader that I've become and, and how I approach culture. In, in business and, and how I uh, try to take care of my employees and the people that work for me. So um, that's kind of my background, how I got to be here, um, a bakery, a camp, and now a running store. So, Well, Greg juggled a few different degree paths, starting out first with a health sports style degree and then an early education degree to ultimately be a teacher. But in the end, he landed on a business management degree, which really makes sense. His parents own the Cookie Jar Eatery, which, by the way, is a fantastic downtown gem located in Shriver Square on 10th and Phillips. 
So the idea of, of business, business management, that sort of thing was just really familiar to Greg. And so that's where I got into business management. My parents have been in business for a long time. They've done a lot of different things in their careers as well. Um, most notably, now they have the cookie jar. They've had that for 17 years. Um, yeah, and they are huge influences on me. And so uh, business was always kind of in my blood. And so being a part of their decision-making processes and, and uh, family business, I, I knew that was kind of a direction I wanted to go. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to be in their business long-term, but it seemed to be uh, maybe the most obvious route. And so that's sort of the, the path I was on for quite a while and ended up uh, getting involved in 605 Running Company. But 605 Running Company wasn't a thing yet. So it wasn't a straight path from college to running and operating a running store. It started out with a job at the YMCA while he was still in college. He went to college at nights, and he was working with the YMCA at the Leif Erikson camp. And after graduation, the goal was camp director, and life would be great. Once I became the camp director, I thought that would be um, my future. I really, truly valued my experiences at the camp, and um, I thought that was going to be where I was going to build my career, put my foot foot stamp on, on Sioux Falls, and, and that was going to be me for a long time. I thought that would be where I would be for the bulk of my career. I was really, really happy there, and um, I was privileged and honored to get that position, and it was a good opportunity for me, but it just didn't work out. Um, you know, it was a bit of a fall from grace when I ended there. I went through a lot of challenges that no one could predict or plan for uh, in my two-year stint as the camp director. Um, we had a lot of, of major things hit the camp and, and a lot of issues happened. And so um, it was a great learning experience and I've moved on from there and uh, I wish them all the best. I still, you know, some of my best friends I made working for the YMCA. Doesn't that sound so quintessential? My best friends were made at camp. But <laughs> I joke, but Greg really talks about how his experiences from college and from camp and then later at the cookie jar with his parents, really shaped who he is. As a leader and as an owner and an operator of a business, all of these experiences played a big role in how he runs 605 Running Company. But remember, I said that Greg didn't start 605 Running Company. After he left Leif Erickson as a camp director, he went back to work at the cookie jar with his parents for a while, downtown Sioux Falls. The 605 Running Company was the first business to participate in the Retail Incubator Program with Downtown Sioux Falls. Um, it's a really cool program. Uh, through my time at the Cookie Jar, I had been involved with Downtown Sioux Falls and uh, was thrilled to see this program come. At that time, there were several vacancies, uh, particularly on Phillips Avenue, a lot of empty spots. And uh, being a, a business, and we were pretty vocal about, we need to do something to drive more retail business down here. And, and there's no reason why you can't succeed in downtown Sioux Falls. It's a destination. It should be a shopping destination. And so the guys that, that started 605 Running Company, I had never met, um, but once they presented their business plan and got into the downtown uh, incubator program, I said, I wanna work there. So Greg saw a new business coming to downtown, a running store. And he decided that he wanted to work there. Now, when I think of a running store and think, I want to work there, I should probably be a runner 
like a really good runner, right? I had done a little bit of running in my life. I had run a 5K and a half marathon, but I was by no means a stellar, um, you know, collegiate runner or, or anything like that. I just was all about, I've enjoyed running. It's something that I found later in life and I want to be a part of this business. I think the business plan is cool and I want to see them succeed. What's the best way I can do that? I can get involved. And so I applied to work there part-time. Um, and from day one, I was there. I was one of their first employees uh, working part-time. Within a month, they hired me full-time. Okay. So you don't have to be a good runner to work at 605 Running Company. And I'll get to why that becomes really so incredibly important later. But for now, after a month of working part-time, Greg takes on the job as a full-time employee. This becomes a really big move in Greg's life. So that was a huge kind of transition in my life to say, Mom and Dad, I, I appreciate this opportunity, um, but I need to pursue something that I'm interested in. And, and I was really interested in this business and in this industry. And so after a year of working there uh, full time, I bought into the business. I was, I was that passionate about it. And, and the guys, the Watley brothers, um, you know, they were open to that. They uh, have been great assets and very supportive of me uh, being kind of the face of the company and the operations guy. And so that's just been a, it's been a rocket ship ride and it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I really appreciate them giving me the opportunity to not only buy into their business, but um, to kind of craft it as my own thing. Um, and, and the way that it's worked out has been good. Uh, we make a really nice team. Well, I'm not sure how many of you listening to this podcast knew any part of that story. I certainly didn't until Greg had shared it with me in front of the microphone. This was the first time I had heard of the Watley brothers too. Yeah, it's interesting because the Watley brothers, they, were, they are what you think of when you think of runners. You know, they're really skinny, almost look emaciated. They are, um, Logan in particular, he's a CPA and he was a collegiate athlete. He was a miler. Um, I think his mile PR is like 407. Um, yeah, you know, they are the prototypical runner and I am like the exact opposite. And so we really balance each other out. Um, in our industry, uh, we're wanting to grow running and guys like Logan struggle to do that because they only see one side of running. They don't see, you know, there's a whole community of people out there and they're going to be a lot better customers than the 5% that are really fast. And so uh, we've worked really well in, in tandem to kind of uh, build our business plan and, and kind of rework it to, to work for the community. Okay, hold up. This Logan guy could run a mile in four minutes and seven seconds. Just so you know, that would have been a world record in 1944. <laughs> Just saying, that is insane. But this is what I was talking about when I said that you don't have to be an amazing runner to work there. Greg the part owner of the company does not run four minute miles. And he recognizes that most people don't run four or even five minute miles. Many of us, me included, we run eight or nine minute miles and sometimes maybe even slower. And he also recognizes that that's okay. And 605 Running Company is there to serve all types of runners from the super fast to the not super fast. But there's more than just this Logan guy who is super fast. There's a total of three brothers that got this thing started. 
the other two brothers, Grant and Paul, when they started the business, Grant was the head cross country coach at the University of Sioux Falls. And Paul was a grad student in communications, um, you know, marketing and communications was his thing. And so he was actually a GA and doing all the sports information stuff um, for USF when they started the business. And so um, they are now all moved on. So it's kind of been interesting how their lives have directed where they're at. So Logan has been in Omaha. He, like I said, he's a CPA. He does our books and he's the numbers guy. And he's also really passionate about running and, and uh, what we're doing. Um, but when you, you say CPA, he's everything you think of with CPA. He, <laughs> he doesn't look much further in front of, uh, you know, the numbers. And so to get him to kind of expand beyond that, it's, it's good to have some other folks around. So here's Greg, an average runner who liked the concept of a running store in downtown. He's working here full time and then after a year or so, has the opportunity to buy in and obtain ownership of the company. So working there was interesting. Um, you know, the guys, they're, they're very smart and they're very passionate about what they were doing, but they definitely jumped in without really knowing what they were doing. Um, you know, they, they, they did this business plan and they, they sort of thought, we'll open the door and everything will work. And in retail, that's just not the case. Um, and so my expertise and, and who I knew downtown, you know, being involved in downtown through the cookie jar, being involved with downtown Sioux Falls, um, pretty much from day one, I was approaching working there very differently than anything that they had even thought of. Um, and so they kind of knew right away, like Greg's our guy. Um, he sort of gets this retail experience that, that we, we probably should be working towards. Um, so it was, there were some growing pains, you know, they, they had hired their friend as a manager who, um, Grant, he was a uh, coaching with them. Um, and, and he had never managed a business before he was, you know, he was a track coach. And so, uh, it, there were some growing pains with that. Like, Hey, this, this isn't like a part-time side thing. Like this demands attention. Um, it's not something that you can just sort of do on the side. You, you need someone that's here, um, on a, on a committed basis. And so once we got to that point, um, where we, we kind of had to make that transition, um, the things really started to take off for us. And once, once they were able to kind of go all in with me, um, we, we've really grown and been successful that way. Well, to be fair to the Watley brothers, when my wife and I opened a retail store in the empire mall just over a year ago, we thought people would just buy our stuff too, but it turns out retail is really hard. But Greg proved himself a really worthy advocate of running and managing a business early on. And it really pays off. And so the conversation about buying in, you know, when I came on full time, I said, I, I can give you three years and let's see how it goes. Um, within a year, I was like, the running community was as much a part of me as I have been a part of building that. And so to get involved and, and to do the things that we've done as a business, whether it's you know, shoes for the kids at Children's Home Society, putting on local races, um, supporting different uh, uh, running programs, running clubs, that sort of stuff. All of that really has resonated with me. And I was like, this is this is what I want to do. Um, it was a conversation with my wife, like, hey, I think I think there's an opportunity here. And what would you think if we if we bought into this business? You know, and I, I took it to the guys. I said, hey, I'm I'm already here. Um, kind of the face of the company and 
you know, what does this look like? Is this a possibility? And they, they were very open to that. They were really excited that I was that committed and, and wanted to, to get in with them on the ownership side of things. Well, it's no small feat to approach the owners of the business that you work for and ask to buy in. That alone can be a pretty nerve-wracking conversation. I mean, what if they say no? But the Watley brothers were all in and for all the right reasons. But now, Greg has to commit himself financially to his stake in the company. So because the guys are, are really great to work with, um, we put up money of our own first uh, for half of what we wanted to commit to on an ownership level. The other half, um, we worked out a deal um, where it became part of my compensation was going towards our stake in the business. And so for one year, um, you know, we just took a little bit out of what I was making from the business and that went towards my ownership stake. So we put up cash and then we, we could have put it all up, but it would have been challenging for us. And so uh, the guys were really flexible with us. And, and there again, that's where our partnership has been phenomenal. You know, to have uh, trusted business partners has been huge um, for my personal success to be involved in this business. And, and so um, I can't thank the Watleys enough for the opportunity. And, you know, I've definitely paid it forward in value and what they've gotten back from me in, in terms of uh, how I've approached this business and really treated it like my own from day one before I was an owner. Um, but now that I am, it's just been that much easier uh, for everyone involved. Have you heard about this new podcast group? It's called the Podcasting Network Group. It's sort of like a book club, but for podcasts. It's sponsored by Blend Interactive, and they have a meetup coming this Tuesday, November 5th. I know it's short notice, but this will be worth checking out. You can find out all the details on their Facebook event. Just search the Podcast Networking Group, and you'll see the event and the Facebook group. This event is hosted by Blend Interactive, which is owned by Carla Santi, who I interviewed in Season 2. You can check out her episode and learn more about this upcoming event in the show notes on our sponsor's website, SiouxFalls.eco or SiouxFalls.eco slash podcast. Well, Greg got in on a pretty sweet deal, but he got in with partners, partners who were family, no less. I've interviewed a few people on the podcast who have taken on partners, all of which, at least up until this point, have all been successful. But partnerships don't always work out. Well, because I worked there for a year, I really got to know them better. Um, but it, I, you know, it, it's crazy to look back on it now, like five years later that we've been in business. But um, my first interaction was with Paul, um, who was the grad assistant at USF. And um, him and the, the manager that they had hired interviewed me, and they had already hired seven other part-time employees. And uh, him and Wayne had decided before they interviewed me, we're not going to hire this guy. We'll just interview him and be on our way because we're set. We're good. Uh, within a half hour, they were like, yes, please, whatever time you can commit to us, come work for us. You know, they, you know, I just, we just clicked right away. Um, and, you know, from that, I met Logan, um, who is the CPA, lives in Omaha, does all the numbers of the business. And, and the two of us have really uh, connected the most out of the three brothers that started the business. Grant always wanted to be a silent owner because he was a cross country coach and at a collegiate level working with the NCAA. He said, I will 
financially commit to this, but I don't want to have any real um, say in what's happening day to day because I want to keep it separate from my coaching responsibilities. And so that part was easy. Um, you know, since then, Grant and I, we ran the Houston Marathon together. We trained together. We got to know each other that way. You know, running brings all of that out in people. And so um, those experiences have been good. But I didn't know these guys before I got into business with them. Um, you know, and for first, it's working part-time. That's not, that's not near the commitment that it became, you know, from full-time employee to now co-owners of the, the company. And so it, it's been a journey. It's been a really unique journey. But um, the common thread for us that's kept us all together is running and passion for running. Um, and so that has been the unique uh, uh, story of, of our partnership. It, it, and it makes total sense. Like running store owners, they got to know each other by running together. And so the only one I haven't run a race with is Paul. But Paul doesn't really run races like the rest of us do. So haven't had that opportunity. Well, this could not be more true. Running brings people together. It creates a unique bond that is beyond explanation. Whether you run and train for a 5K, a half marathon, a full marathon, or even an ultra marathon, running brings the best and the worst out in people, but in all the best ways. You learn the most about yourself and the people you run with. So the running store opens its doors and things must be going gangbusters for Greg to want to buy in after just one year, right? Nothing went to plan, I would say. Um, you know, the, 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 the first month was great, you know, because you, you, get, you get press and you get a ribbon cutting and, and everyone's curious and comes in. But then the reality starts to set in. And one of the biggest challenges we had in our first year was vendors. A lot of our vendors would not open accounts with us until we were established for a minimum of three years. And so it's like a chicken or an egg sort of deal. It's like, well, we've, we've got cash and you have product and we want to sell your product. And they, you know, they look at it and they say, well, you're in Sioux Falls and the saturation is this, the population is this. We don't want to open another account in Sioux Falls because we feel like we have enough representation. Um, and our story is, well, you don't have rep rep representation like us. Like we, we do things differently. We, we fit for shoes differently. We sell products differently. We offer a different in-store experience than a, you know, a box store or, you know, something online, um, work with us. And that was a huge challenge. And so when we only had, you know, two or three shoe brands versus, you know, now we have 10, um, what we could offer the community wasn't necessarily what they wanted to buy. And that was a challenge. Um, you know, so we started with really small shoe brands that people hadn't heard of and we grew them from there. And, you know, what's really unique about that journey is it worked for us because our best selling brands are the ones that we had first, you know, we learned how to sell that stuff. And if you can sell that stuff, when you bring in a brand like Brooks or Asics, um, then it's, you know, that's just gravy at that point. So, our, our first year was a struggle. Um, we didn't have our processes figured out and we didn't have our product figured out. And so um, the fact that we were in the retail incubator program was seriously helpful. Um, so that program, essentially, it was a rent assistance program. And so our, you know, our two biggest costs are always um, employee expenses and rent. Um, you know, everything else, you know, the product sort of pays for itself if you're doing your job right, if you're buying it the right way and if you're selling it the right way that's fine but 
those are two things that are hard to manage. And so if you can take one of those and have help with it uh, for your first 18 months in business, that's huge. So it was a great opportunity for us and it, it made a big difference in us being able to stay open and, and figure things out. There is a lot to unpack in what Greg just said. The first year of retail is always the hardest. My wife and I just wrapped up our first year and looking back, we have learned so much. But 605 Running Company suffered and overcame a really unique challenge that other retailers might not go through. That challenge was not being able to sell the brands they wanted. But if you've never visited 605 Running Company, you will learn something that Greg mentioned. They do represent differently. From the moment you walk in the door, you are greeted with a friendly smile and their staff is there for one reason to help people in the goal of training for a race, increasing their runtime, or just walking around the block with a little more comfort. They truly do a great job, and I know all of this from personal experience. They helped me run and manage and train for a marathon just a few years ago. Now, Greg also mentioned the Downtown Sioux Falls Incubator Program. From what I understand, this program still exists in some form. I know of some other businesses that have recently received what sounds like a similar version of what Greg described. If you're looking to open a retail store in downtown Sioux Falls, you might want to do yourself a favor and look into this just a little more. And finally, Greg was there for every bit of those first year struggles, and yet he still decided to buy in. I saw what it, I saw potential, um, and, and that's part of my personality, but um, it was, the writing was on the wall. Uh, our environment, our, our community was, was ripe for uh, a, a true running specialty outfitter that was, you know, experience-based and community-based. And so um, the people in Sioux Falls um, that are involved in running are pretty incredible and very loyal. And so once you cultivate those relationships, uh, it, it made a lot of sense for me um, that there was opportunity here and that this could be successful if we do it the right way. You know, we weren't doing things the right way right away. We had to take our lumps and, and learn um, a lot about what a retail experience looks like. And um, that's been huge for us. I really like to pick on the hard times of business. If you want the glamour life of entrepreneurship, just go to Instagram. But if you want to know what real business is like, you got to listen to the real stories from real entrepreneurs. Like the stories about how retail store owners aren't always raking in the dough just because they sold a lot of product. Yeah, it's, uh, that's always there. Um, retail is hard. Margins are, are razor thin. Um, People often will, will look at the price points of what our stuff is and be like, "Cow, you must be doing really well. How many shoes did you sell today? You, know, you sold, oh, you sold X amount of shoes for, you know, 120 bucks a pop. That must mean you're doing great. Well, yeah, but what did it cost me? You know, what have I already paid for for those shoes? And then what does it cost me? You know, what are my employee costs? What's my rent cost? It, it gets really thin really, really fast. And so... The, some of the things that we challenge with is like discount culture and, and uh, the, the constant search for the best possible deal. Well, if you're looking for the best possible deal, my store is probably not going to be the best possible deal unless you equate your experience into your deal. 
Um, you know, you can go out and find cheap shoes and you're going to get the value of cheap shoes. They might not fit you the right way. They might not be the right shoe for you. Um, when you come to me and, and work with my team, we're going to make sure that you have something that works really well for you. And if it doesn't work well, you can bring it back to me and we'll, we'll keep working at it. You know, that's, that's a, a contract that we have. Um, that's a little bit different than anywhere else that you're going to go is, is we're highly invested on you getting the right product. And that's very, very different than the cheapest product. Well, once again, Greg highlights the experience you get with 605 Running Company and the community that he's worked so hard to build. But as Greg mentioned early on in the podcast, he wasn't an overly experienced runner. So did he ever experience what's known as imposter syndrome the lies we sometimes tell ourselves about how we might not be the right person for the job. It's the whole reason why I ran my first marathon. Um, I felt like I had to go out and experience what I'm talking about. And, and that's, you know, that's been a part of our culture. And, you know, and it's not necessarily that we're impost, like pretending to be runners. We are runners. And so to go through that experience was really important for me. And that was one of the first things that I did when I started working there. I had run a half marathon before. The marathon's a whole different animal. And um, beyond that, like trail running is a whole different culture of running. And so I've gotten involved in that. And so I felt like it's important for me to be able to connect and know what these people are talking about. Now I say that I have no ambitions of going out and doing a hundred mile race. I have a lot of friends that run hundred mile races. It's a real thing. And you know, the common thing is people will say, well, they're nuts. Why would they ever do that? Well, the reality is that's their thing. You know, they, they get something out of it that's entirely different um, than what I might get out of that. But I'm willing to say, I don't think they're nuts. I think they found something they're really passionate about and I want to support that. And that's where I've come to um, through, you know, first kind of, you know, when I first started, I was like, well, I've done two races before and I've always enjoyed running uh, to an extent. You know, I played a lot of different sports in high school and running was sort of a punishment, but I understand that there's more to it. There is a runner's high. It is a real thing. Um, not everyone can get it, but I've sort of achieved it and I want to be a part of that. Yes. Runner's high is a real thing and running a hundred mile race might be a little nuts but it's an honest goal on my personal bucket list that I hope to achieve before I turn 40. Even though I'm not actively running or training right now, I truly miss the time that I spent in solitude on the road, hours on end, just running. There's something really spiritual about it, and you just have to experience it to know what I'm talking about. And 605 Running Company can help. As we wrap up this episode with Greg, I want to reiterate some things that Greg talked about. The experience you get when you visit 605 Running, you don't have to be a collegiate runner. You don't need to be a fast runner. When I first went to 605 Running some three years ago, I was a little intimidated for this very reason. I'm not a runner now, and I was even less of a runner when I first stepped foot in their store. But I immediately found that they were there to support me. 605 has sponsored a few races in town and even put on their first race themselves just last year. It's called the Sioux Falls Skedaddle. It's a spring half marathon, and even though I didn't attend, the pictures and stories I heard from the others are proof that it was an incredible event. They have another skedaddle scheduled for this spring in 2020. I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. This is one that I do plan on attending and running this time around. 
Finally, Greg has worked tirelessly at fostering the 605 running community. They hold events at their store for nutrition, education, cold weather running education, and so much more. They also do weekly group runs every Wednesday night at 6.05 p.m. And they have a Thursday night group trail run at Good Earth State Park and Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. I'll provide a link with all the information and more in our show notes, which can be found on our sponsor's website, siouxfalls.eco slash podcast. Bear with me as I work through the rest of the final podcast with my cold in tow. There's only two episodes left, and then you might see a special surprise to wrap up season three. I'll see y'all soon.